Tyler McComas. About this week in terms of this being your last home game or has it even hit you yet? Like, is it, can, have you been able to conceptualize what this, this game is going to be for you? I would like to say that I'm not going to be emotional on senior night, but I am. I think I am just because like you said, like, like you said, seniors just want to win and we haven't done a lot of that this year. And I, I feel I'm going to see the, I'm not going to see the fruits of my labor right now. I'm not going to see it this season. Right. But in a couple of years, a couple of years, BV is going to win that big, that big thing. He's going to win that title. And I'm going to look back and I'm going to be like, I did that. I had a hand in that. I started that. It was my start of that era that allowed that to happen. Who was that? A guy I'd like to see the, uh, get the ball a little bit more on Saturday compared to the past two weeks, Braden Willis. That's who that yeah. was. Pretty good perspective, huh? That is the perspective. That's exactly what – that's what you want. That's the foundation that you're trying to build. That's exactly it, which, you know, it's not shocking that it's coming from Braden Willis. He's he's done exactly that. Um, You know, he he had a a mistake in the the West Virginia game, but if anyone has earned a – you know, a – a bit of a pass, if you will. It's Braden Willis in the way that no he's doubt. played. There's been no very few mistakes made out there, and if they've been made, they're typically made at um, you know at full speed and playing with great effort. He is. He's been an excellent leader for this team. I, I wish that the result, the record, was better because it's not a reflection of of him and and and, and plenty of the guys. And, and maybe you can save the whole team, but. Um, that's that's what you're hoping for right there is that you know you start to get not just one or two or three a handful of guys you start to get the entire locker room feeling the same way sure and you know it's it's not easy to do like sean just texted that's a winner yeah that's exactly what a winner sounds like and man that that's so hard to probably come to grips with that it's I am not gonna. I'm not gonna see it this year. Everything that I've been working towards, but to have just to, just to be totally selfless and say, but in two years when they win one, I, I'm going to say that I had a part in that. Man, that's incredible perspective. That, that's that's incredible, man. Good for him. Yep. I, I, I'm really happy for him that he feels that way. That's 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 really cool. It. Good to hear. He is. Uh, I know it. He is awesome and very deserved. Uh, very deserving of being a captain this year. Hey, let me uh, let me pump and promote one thing. Okay, we put this mm. out on. Well, actually, we're going to talk about a couple things that are on our Twitter page. The ref on Twitter at KREF Sports. I bring that to your attention because you right now have a chance to win a local restaurant prize pack in about ten to fifteen minutes. Okay. So we put out a we put out a post earlier today that says the ref army showed up this week. Over the past few days, we've averaged over two hundred and eleven thousand impressions per day just on Twitter. So to say thanks, we're giving away a local restaurant prize pack to one member of the ref army. Each person that retweets will be entered to win. We've got several retweets right now, but just wanted to give everyone one final opportunity. Go and retweet that tweet on our page. The ref, 
or at KREF Sports, you'll be entered for a chance to win a local prize pack that uh, Teddy is funding, by the way. All of the funding for that is coming from uh, Ted Lehman, yes. I am, what are we supposed to like or retweet? Uh, the tweet itself. Retweet. Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. here we go. I'm retweeting. Um, a former member of the station even retweeted it today, which I found interesting. It's like, okay, <laughs> I guess everyone wants this local restaurant price pack. <laughs> Who, Chris Joseph? Uh, no, you can scroll down the retweets. Chad McKee. You, you scroll down the retweets and you can see who I'm talking about. It's, it's on there, though. Okay. I don't know if that person is uh, eligible to win or not, but they are, they are there. You, was it, uh, you think the retweet was done on purpose? Is this someone that has a tendency to retweet things on accident? You're getting a lot warmer with your guests. <laughs> getting a lot warmer with your guests. Yes, that's uh, exactly right. So go retweet that. And again, thank you to the Ref Army. We're averaging over 211,000 impressions per day just on Twitter this week. And we ain't done yet. I said, we ain't done yet, like the old clip says. <laughs> the uh, the other post. Uh, who was that? That Was was that the Rams? It was no. the Rams. It was the Rams, yeah. and I always get it wrong. I'm like, no, that was Marcus Peters. That was, I always say the wrong player of who it was, but it was a member of the Rams, yes. Um, I said, we ain't done said, yet. We ain't done yet. <laughs> <laughs> right into the mic. <laughs> Uh, All right, let, let's, it's uh, like that that year whenever the Baylor player, um, oh, what was the dude's name? Whenever they got out rebounded, and someone said, "How does that happen?" He said, "Well, you know, rebounds. Whenever you go up, you grab the ball with two hands and you come down with it. Catch it, two hands. They did come that down more. It's a rebound. They did that more than we did. <laughs> yeah. Sweet, so awesome." All right, um, let's have a little fun with our Bedlam coverage. We've been uh, hardcore X's and O's all week long, and we'll get back to that tomorrow. But here's another tweet that we have on our ref page. OU fans, what annoys you the most about Oklahoma State fans? And as you would imagine, there's a whole lot of responses. Look at you digging for the – uh, that's the low-hanging right, fruit 211 there. impressions per day. i got to keep it up somehow. This is an easy way to do that. I can't let the average go to crap by the time Friday gets here. Now can I? Right. Rich, that's, uh, that's funny. Richard says the OSU apologists in our state's media that promote the newest Pope gimmick with each season or defend OSU are far more bothersome than most OSU fans. Yes. Uh, that's good. That's good. Uh, yeah, that, and we've highlighted that point here. Laughing at it uh, previously. It's got us in it's, trouble. Got us in trouble once. Yeah, but, you know, it, hey. It, but the, the truth sometimes hurts that um, Oklahoma State typically treated with kid gloves compared to Oklahoma. That's fine. It's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. Paul says he hates uh, gooners. One of the least creative insults I've ever heard. Give even a minimal amount of effort, folks. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think my, so a lot of my family are Oklahoma state fans and my cousin, he, uh, he calls us the gooners, but in fairness, I'm trying to think he calls Oklahoma state something even worse (laughs) because he says that they always, you know, they always screw it up. They can't ever win the big game. Like they've had all these opportunities and, 
and mess it up. I'm trying to remember what name he uses for them. Text it's, him. It's I'm even worse than Gooners. I'm very interested right, right now to see what that is. Okay. Uh, let's, let's, let's roll through some of these. Cat says undeserved arrogance. Um, SWA, they are equivalent to new money. Christy says that they think OU should have received permission from OSU to go to the SEC. That's a good one. Um, (laughs) Scott says, you didn't go to school there, therefore you can't be a fan. Yes. Uh, Their love for their program's record in sports like tiddlywinks and pickup sticks. Uh, Gene says everything. I want to go back to the one. like They do act like, how dare you? Move to a conference that's going to be better for you financially and maybe better for you from a top-level competitive standpoint and not even ask us before you go there. It was weird to get, like, really upset about being called little brother forever, but definitely acting like a little brother once OU announced that they were going to the SEC. And they threw a fit about it, man. Woo! All the way up to the university president, they threw a fit about it. They threw a fit. Until they actually realize that, hey, I think this is going to be way better for us. You know, and the Big 12 just signed a new media rights deal. They're going to get by upwards of 15, maybe $20 million more a year than they get right now. And they're not going to have to play Oklahoma, at least in conference, every single year. They got a chance to, to, make, to, to win the Big 12 and go to the 12-team playoff pretty much over and over. This, this may end up being like the greatest thing that's ever happened to the Oklahoma State football program, and they were just furious about it whenever it first took place. Jim, one of our loyal listeners in Wyoming, says he hates, what he hates most about OSU fans is their stealing of oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> intense. But <laughs> let's be honest, though. Are Oklahoma State fans really that bad? Yeah. Are they See, really? Well, and I don't think that's the case. Teddy, you've never really, you've never really been a true fan. You were never really a true fan of anyone growing up, so you didn't experience it. And you are somewhat to an extent now, but I don't think that you've really lived or felt what it's like to be a normal fan in the state. Yeah, I, like OU fans' frustration, I think, for the most part is, well, you can beat them 10 years in a row, and you won't say anything to them, and the world's just fine. But, oh, boy, the one year that they beat you, it's like you can't live in the state anymore. So, yes. Yeah. Y- yeah, I mean, it's, it's bad. Well, in my opinion, though, whenever you are the better program historically, that's what comes with the territory. And if you lose that football game, you've earned – the uh, the disgrace or whatever you want to call it for the next calendar year. That's just how it goes. Uh, let's go to the text line. I hate the paddles on the fence, says Dodger Blaine. Uh, they're worse yeah. than Texas fans for sure, says the 918. Another 918, OSU fans are pathetic, delusional, and annoying. So that answers your question <laughs> from previously. Uh, 918 again, OSU's 1945 championship or whatever year it was. That's actually one of the funniest things that you've ever done is a few years ago you took a picture in front of that 1945 national championship sign before the game. That was good. I was proud of you. That was a funny. And you tweeted it out. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was interesting whenever that whole thing kind of unfolded. Uh, and to actually 
to actually claim it and then put it up in stadium was that was something now yeah that was something yeah and i imagine the uh i imagine the if you polled the fan base they probably would have said no we don't need to put that up in in the stadium right i don't know man um because they got the joke there that well we got oklahoma's first national championship OU's came in 1950. Ours came in 1945. So logically, yes. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know if this is. It's as easy as that. Maybe more people than you think would have voted yes for it. Right. A uh, few more. Yeah, perhaps. Their brightest orange slogan is stupid. They have no respect, and their drinking tolerance is low. Uh, <laughs> I hardly ever disagree with Teddy, but OSU fans are the worst. This one says, I live in Stillwater explaining big picture concepts like recruiting and media rights is like pulling teeth with Okie State fans. Well, yeah, but that's that's no different than our own fan base either. Right? I mean, there's, there's, uh, there's a lot of things that are like big picture is always difficult for any fan base. Instant gratification is what we need. If you lose to Texas, it feels bad, and it's a bummer. But if you lose to Oklahoma State, you have to live with them for a full year. Uh, yeah. Let's see. God, we got so many that are rolling on the text line. Their, their drinking tolerance is low. Is that accurate? I thought at one point they, – they claim at one point back in the day they consume like 1% of America's alcohol. Oklahoma State? They're still water. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that before. Huh. I don't know if that's true or not, but I've heard that. I doubt that is the case. Just population-wise? I mean, I mean, that is a town full of raging there? alcoholics in a, in a town that small. I mean, think about what that would take. You've got how many people in that town, including all of the students? 70,000? I have, I have no idea. Even even, uh, maybe that's that. the, No clue. You're talking about a country with like 330 million people, and I know not all of those drink, but I mean, come on, think about like the New York City area. Uh, you, you don't. It's not even a drop in the bucket. Think about that, like Buffalo, the Buffalo oh Moth, the Bills. There's mafia. nothing else to do up there at this time of the year than drink. Which That's maybe right. you can say that for Stillwater too, but dang. Yeah. Hey, I would claim it, though, if I was them. Yeah, well, Maybe they're rounding up to 1%. Keep those submissions coming because you guys are really entertaining us with these <laughs> responses on bagging OSU on this uh, Thursday. By the way, the polls are closed. There will be no recounting. Uh, we are about to announce our winner of the uh, small business restaurant, uh, the local restaurant gift certificate, I should say. Really? Funded, funded by Teddy. Yeah, the polls are closed as of now. Uh, we're about to announce a winner. I think we're going to do that over okay. social media, so you don't have to listen to that here. That'll be or good. Or maybe we That'll are going to do it on the air. Let, let me see. Let me see what, how we're going to handle that. Hmm? Do you have a preference on how okay. to handle that? Would you like to do it on social media uh, or on the show? Uh, well, I think you should probably do it on social media, but I, I don't know. That's up to you. You're the social media guru at the station. You're in charge. So... That's your that's your discussion. All I'm doing is funding the uh, the gift basket or whatever it is. The the yeah. all the restaurants. Hardee's gift certificate is what Teddy is funding. We'll uh, let you know who won the Hardee's gift certificate on the other side. 
No, we'll do All it right, on air. We'll, we'll do it on air coming up next segment. Okay. That's how we'll do it. Cool. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up, hanging out. Pryor's Pizza Kitchen. Remember, this weekend, the 20th, Sunday, they're going to have the uh, Selah, the the development out here is having the Griswold Family Christmas this Sunday, 3 to 7 p.m. Santa Claus is going to be here. You have cookies with Miss Claus, live reindeer, over 300,000 Christmas lights, second tallest Christmas tree in all of Oklahoma, 52 feet tall. All the lights are going to be in sync with the music. It's going to be really cool. Uh, live music starts at 5 p.m. The Bread and Butter Band from Norman is going to be here. And instead of an entry fee, all they're asking is for donations uh, for Chosen Outreach, helping Oklahoma children in the foster system. So really fun stuff going on out here at Selah. It will be right here at the uh, Pryor's Pizza Kitchen spot. So you got to come out and check this place out. Teddy and Tyler telling it like it is. Whether it's what you want to hear or not, every day from 2 to 6 on the home of Sooner fans. The Landers Tire Event starts right now at Landers Auto Group. Buy four tires, get free lifetime tire rotations, a $100 Landers gift card, and more. Come in now for the Landers Tire Event at Landers Auto Group. See dealer for details. The Landers Tire Event starts right now at Landers Auto Group. By four tires. Afternoon. He went on to say, oh, yeah, didn't they play Kansas State at night? Didn't they play K-State? Yeah, I caught a little bit of that game. He says he'd only watched like one half uh, as of Monday <laughs> afternoon. Who knows if that's changed. I, I, and I love his excuse, too, is like he just had a lot of things going on. <laughs> what's his, what's his, <laughs> like any normal, everyday human, you know, with a nine to five. Just had a lot uh, going on with the kids and farm and everything else. Yeah. Yeah, it's like um, it's like an old buddy was asking him to watch some some film of his uh, his son that's a sophomore in high school and is the backup left guard. Right, <laughs> I just hadn't had time yet. I'll get to it. The <laughs> winner, we have a winner, by the way, of our oh, contest. Okay, we have a winner. Congratulations to Laura Cobb Dyer. That is her name on Twitter, Laura Cobb Dyer. You are the winner of our local restaurant gift card. Prize pack is what we'll call it. Local restaurant prize pack. Thank you, Laura, for re- retweeting our stuff. Being a loyal member of the Ref Army, you're going to get a lot, nice little prize pack from us here at the Ref and from Teddy for sponsoring and buying it. Yep, very well done. Nicely job. Or nicely done uh, by, by you, Tyler. That's excellent giveaway. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, again, appreciate everyone in the Ref Army for uh, continuing to promote, share, like, comment on all of our stuff on social media and the uh, text line as well. What do we think of Spencer Sanders going into this game? Like He's having his best year in terms of taking care of the ball. 12 turnovers last year, which he was Big 12 mm-hmm. Offensive Player of the Year. Just five interceptions this year, so he's a lot better in that regard. But... I don't feel like OU's going to be facing off against the best quarterback they've seen this year. So so where is he really? Where, where does he rank? Ooh, it's, it's hard to say. Um, not knowing, like, are you saying, like, where does he rank compared to the other quarterbacks if we, if we go ahead and say he's 100% healthy? No, I think you've got to take him as is right now because he's not going to be as 100% is. healthy. Yeah, sure. And I think that that makes it a little bit more complicated on – like what you're getting on Saturday from him. Yeah, it is. Um, where does he rank? Hmm. Man, 
that's he's he's one of the better quarterbacks. I would still I think he's better than uh, than Shapen at Baylor. I think he's better than Deckers at Iowa State. Um, well, who, I think who he's is better. He not, than, who is he not better than? He's not better than Max Duggan right now. We would both agree with Max that. Max Duggan. Right? Um, he's better than Quinn Ewers, I would say. I think he's better than anything Tech has. He's better than uh, either quarterback at West Virginia. So he may be in the top three. Like where he falls exactly could determine who do you like more, Spencer Sanders or Dylan Gabriel. And their, um, and their numbers, at least throwing the ball, are pretty – I mean, they're very similar, actually. Yeah, I would probably – I'd probably take Dylan Gabriel. Um, but I, I – I, I think I, all things equal, I'd probably take Dylan Gabriel. It's really close, I think though. Spencer, yeah, Spencer Sanders, I think, is, is a little bit better runner of the football. But I think – Gabriel's probably a little bit better passer, but yeah, their their numbers are really similar. I think uh, Dylan Gabriel completes a, a higher percentage of his passes. Um, he hasn't thrown as many as Spencer Sanders is, uh, but the the yards is is kind of right there, equal touchdowns, pretty equal. Yeah, I, I would say they're they're pretty comparable. I think G- Dylan Gabriel's just been a little bit more efficient, and that probably has to do maybe with the offense a little bit more. but I mean, the, the, the um, point really yeah. is, like, who would you take on Saturday? And I, I don't think it's a crazy take to say that Spencer Sanders is maybe a slightly better quarterback than Dylan Gabriel, but I think you got to take Gabriel on Saturday because, well, seemingly he's 100% and Spencer Sanders is not. I, I, I yeah. mean, that's, that's the overall factor to me. Now, the scary thing is, I've said it for back-to-back pregame shows, well, if nothing else – OU's got the edge at quarterback over West Virginia. OU's got the edge at quarterback over Baylor. And that hasn't meant a whole lot these past two weeks. No. But I no, do think they have the hasn't. edge at quarterback slightly over OSU this weekend. Hopefully it matters this time around. I I think we have the edge, and you're, you're right. None of that has really factored in. It's, you know, Dylan Gabriel hasn't been he's, – he's missed some some throws at times, but – he also has not been bailed out and helped much by his teammates at, at other times. So, I it, it, and it just goes back to what I said right out of the gate. If our guys, if our players make the plays that they're supposed to, and, I, and I'm not even asking for anything crazy, if they just make the plays that present themselves, you catch the open uh, deep ball, you you execute the the patterns like they're supposed to then i think dylan gabriel ends up having a much better game than spencer sanders but the thing is is we haven't been able to do those things with consistency this year no well especially as of late i I mean as of late they really haven't i mean how many how many deep balls have they hit on the past three weeks they've thrown their fair share they hit on um zero well they hit on that one to mims that didn't score but that's one they hit on one against Baylor to Mims and zero against Iowa State. So it feels like they attempted it at like 12 to 15 times and only hit on two of them. Not a yep. great percentage. No, nope, it hadn't been great. And, you know, sometimes maybe the throw's not there. Other times, you know, we've dropped or haven't been able to track down uh, good throws or catchable balls. 
you know, we just we got to get on that rhythm. And, you know, it. I, you look at Dylan Gabriel, his numbers against West Virginia, 17 of 28 for 190 yards, it doesn't look that great. But, you know, if that touchdown isn't called back for offensive pass interference and Marvin Mims catches a – a deep ball, which is probably what a sixty-yarder or so would have been worth, maybe oh, more than maybe that. Maybe more than that, yeah. You know, you're talking about all of a sudden two passing touchdowns and and you know knocking on the door three hundred yards, and it's a totally different game for Dylan Gabriel. looks looks totally different. So, yeah, and I know I know he missed some throws there too. I'm not saying that he didn't. I mean, I think there's like I've I've said continuously, there's plenty of blame to go around. I and I. I think that a lot of it is going to come down to obviously quarterback play, but really, like, we should be able to run the ball at will against Oklahoma State. There's no excuses, uh, man. I, there's no excuses not to have a good offensive day. You got to have a good offensive day against these guys. Come on. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I said it last I, I week, th- and it's true last week. But come on, you cannot continue to play this way offensively. It's pathetic. Yeah. We, you know, the, the defensive line is the strength of their defense. But I think there's there's good opportunity on some of our our perimeter runs where we attack the edge that we can make some uh, some really good gains. And, you know, Eric Gray just – he is on a streak right now. You have to continue to feed that dude. Um, but, you know, and on the flip side, like defensively, we should be able to have a really good game against I Oklahoma State. I agree with that, too. At least have some success. It should not be a yeah. 59-56 shootout. I don't think that they're that good offensively. You should come up with some stops. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I Maybe I'm setting myself up for a lot of disappointment, but it's just it's – We've been doing just, that for several weeks now. That's nothing new. Welcome but it's just show. frankly how I see it. And it's the same thing against West Virginia. What I said against West Virginia is that, you know, I, I feel like we should be able to have a ton of success and we should be able to win that game uh, and win it comfortably. And I still feel the same exact way right now. So I shocked at the result walking away from it. This text says Dylan Gabriel is a homer pick, IMO. Spencer Sanders has more ways to hurt you and more energy, and more moxie. You know, Spencer Sanders only has 100 more rushing yards this year than Dylan Gabriel. And the most rushing yards Spencer Sanders has had in a game this year is 75. Like, yes, I, Spencer Sanders is better running the ball than, than Dylan Gabriel. I, I think anyone would agree with that. But it's not the margin that I feel like most people would think it is. It's not like he's rushing for 75 yards a game or anything like that. Gap's actually a lot closer. I just don't know how it's like. You may disagree with it, but how is it a homer pick? See, that's this—that's the type of stuff that pisses me off. <laughs> yes, tell say it's it. a homer pick. <laughs> we have two quarterbacks to choose from. Two of them, right? You have Dylan Gabriel, and you have Spencer Sanders. Right? We went through the statistics, yardage-wise. It's comparable. I think Dylan Gabriel has maybe a handful of yards more than than Spencer Sanders does, but it's really comparable. Um, I the 
most of the statistics are really close. Dylan Gabriel's uh, completion percentage, he's a little bit more efficient. And, like, running the football, there there's not a whole lot of difference there. Spencer Sanders is, um, you know, a little bit faster, I think, and probably a little bit more explosive. But if you listen to the original question, and I asked Tyler to clarify, I said, are we assuming that Spencer Sanders is 100% healthy or, like, how he is now? And you said, you got to take him how he is now. And that's why I went with the edge to Dylan Gabriel. Like, if there's only two selections here. One of them is the quarterback for OU, and the other one is for Oklahoma State. And I happen to pick the Oklahoma quarterback. I'm a homer. How how was like? What are we talking about? I don't know, but thank you. Six one five area code. Whoever you text, whoever texted that, thank you. He's all worked up now. We still got twenty five minutes left on the show. No, we're comparing two quarterbacks that have. I don't know if there's two other quarterbacks in the league that have comparable stats like Dylan Gabriel and Spencer Sanders. Maybe there is, but these guys are like really, really close on just about every major uh, statistic. It's really close. So, yeah, it's not a homer pick one way or the other. I agree. It's just that's uh, it's just ridiculous. I don't know. It, It it makes me mad. Maybe it shouldn't, but it makes me mad. Like if I was to say that, you know, Oklahoma's defense is maybe just a little bit better than Oklahoma State's. Um, even like the statistics are Bob, like, identical. Bob, that's a homer pick right there. Someone text that in, please. Right, like when you look at the conference only stats, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are nine and ten on on yards a game. We give up 483, they give up 485. Like, it's right there. It's a coin toss one way or the other. If I happen to pick Oklahoma on that, am I a homer? I mean, i got to pick one. Can I pick Oklahoma on anything? No. I mean, they are a favorite to win the game. If I think they win the game, am I a homer on that too? It ain't that deep, Teddy, says the text line. It's a pretty good response. Whoever sent that. It ain't that deep. Jeez. I didn't expect to get here in the last hour. I thought you were just cruising to a Thursday night and getting ready for some Thursday night football. It took a turn. Woo. Right. I will will handle the Homer label on some things. Absolutely. That's fine. But this is – that's just stupid. (laughs) Like, we have two options here. There's two. Uh. If I if you threw out who's who's the better quarterback Dylan Gabriel or Bryce Young for Alabama and I said well you know there's been some things that haven't gone his way but if you know this thing and that thing happens I think Dylan Gabriel's better I okay that's a homer pick but it's just uh, uh, all right you need a four minute break we'll regroup on the other side we need a timeout all right quick timeout more from the rush coming up a couple of segments left here from. Friars Pizza Kitchen in Goldsby. Stay tuned. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24 7 3. The Riverwind Casino and Hotel bring you to the final hour of the rush. Thank you, uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line, for uh, providing some comedy for me during that break after the last segment. That was good. I uh, I might get to some of those here in a couple of minutes, but 
<sighs> something that makes me roll my eyes, just like you were rolling your eyes and upset. Um, it's rumor season right now. And not only is it rumor season with the coaching carousel, but apparently it's rumor season with one particular starter on defense on what his future is going to look like with this program. I don't know if you've gotten this, and I really don't think it's true. I don't see in a million years why he would make this decision. But I keep getting these DMs asking if Danny Stutzman's going to be in the portal at the end of the year. I don't know how that rumor got started or where it originated or, like, how. I just – I can't say for 100% certainty that he's not going to enter the portal at the end of the year, but it makes zero sense as to why he would. And I don't – don't, you've got no indication that that's going to happen. So I think it's just that, a rumor. Well, I've got no indication. That doesn't mean that some other people haven't gotten indication. Um, I have have no idea – it would it would be a surprise to me if he did. I think he's on an excellent trajectory. I think all things considered, and you look back at this season, he's he's had a really really strong season. And next year, he's he's like if he continues on the same trajectory, he's going to be excellent next year. Excellent. So I hope he doesn't. Um, you know, I, I think, and we—I feel like we talked about this. That, you know, I, I think Backer can go from right now being a. Um, I, I'm not. I don't think necessarily it's a weakness. We lack depth there, but I think next year it could be a real strength of the defense. Um, you know, you have the possibility of Aguebu coming back, uh, Stutzman coming back, get. Um, Witter healthy and back, plus some some good young talent, you know, uh, Canick and um, Kobe McKenzie developing as well. I, I think backer can be actually a really strong position next year. So I don't know why Stutzman would he's not. Would it makes no enter sense. the portal. He he's in a great spot. Has he had a great year consistently this year? Well, no. But maybe he's starting to emerge, and what he does have is he's got a year under his belt now under a new defense, and he's got over him the most accomplished linebackers coach in college football right now. And he's going to be yeah. a starter next year. He's going to be the dude in the yeah. middle of that defense. Like, he's not going to find a better situation than that, I don't think. He, he might be able to find a better team or a better defense, maybe, but he's not going to find a better spot for him personally. It, it makes no sense. I would say that it's just a massive rumor that's not true. Yeah. I don't know. I Everyone's got their reasons for different reasons for things, um, whether it's, you know, personal, closer to home, follow a coach somewhere, um, not happy with the, the current staff. I mean, everyone's got different reasons why that might, might take place. But I, I would – I guess I, I can't be shocked if anyone on the team goes into the portal because it's just kind of it's the day and age. It's the thing to do at this moment. But I would be surprised yes, if if Stutzman I. got in, was entered the portal. Hey, random thought um, that I had today. Like speaking of the rumor mill, like the the coaching carousel, whatever. So nil is such a huge part of recruiting. We know that, right? Um, do you think there's a chance we might see head coaches make decisions 
on either staying at a school or leaving a school based on their NIL capabilities. And I, I guess I, I, I'm thinking of Lane Kiffin, for instance, there. And you can tell me the pros and cons of Auburn and the pros and cons of Ole Miss, whatever. But a pro that Auburn has over Ole Miss is they have way more of a capability and way more of a commitment, it seems like, for NIL than Ole Miss does. I just wonder if we ever start to see here immediately coaches make decisions based on a school's commitment to just that because of how important it is to recruiting. Um, I don't know. I don't know necessarily if it's um, – it's going to be a piece of the puzzle, right? And I think a school's commitment to NIL is kind of viewed the same way as before, be a school's commitment to facilities and upgrades and um, your your salary pool for your assistant coaches. I think you just throw NIL in there also. And I know that there's a separation from the university – and the the NIL collectives and how all of that's being handled, but uh, that's kind of how it is viewed, right? Like, what is your collectives and what does your NIL situation look like? So, yeah, I, I think that that's, that's definitely going to be a factor for people. It'll definitely yeah. be a piece of the pie. It'll just be interesting if Kiffin's up there at the podium because there's a report out today that he's going to accept the Auburn job after the Egg Bowl which the Egg Bowl is exactly one week from today. So the report out there is that um, in exactly one week he's going to take the Auburn job if he stands up at the podium and says that NIL was a big contributing factor for him to go there. I don't think we've heard a coach say that, but that would be that'd be interesting. Okay, if he takes the, if he takes the Auburn job, um, which do you, do you believe that report or no? Uh, it's if it's being already thrown out there. I think that Auburn can, will probably offer him a stupid contract. Um, I'll say yes, but can that be contingent on him getting offered like a seven or eight year deal from Auburn? Like I don't, I don't think he goes there if the offer's not like that. Like it's got to be that long of a contract. Like Mississippi can't do that. Those schools can't because of state law. But Auburn can, and I feel like if they offer him $8 million and a ton of cash, that he'd probably take that. Okay. Is So is that Ole Miss um, job, is that the Dion job? I think they're definitely going to go offense, don't you? Um, Ole Miss? I have no idea. Yeah, I, I, and feel, I don't even know. Like, I, Dion, I feel what, like I they go. He falls on. I, I don't know what, what Dion falls under either. I think they go offense. I'd say probably no to Dion. Um, probably some up and comer offensive coordinator somewhere. I have no. Yeah. I mean, I we mentioned Garrett Riley earlier. I think that's a little bit too. I think that's a little soon for him. But maybe Sonny Dykes. I don't know if Sonny Dykes would leave, but that'd be. Take your shot there after no what he's way. done this year. I don't think he would either, but you take your shot at least. I, I can't imagine he would leave. I, TCU is going to break the bank, especially if he makes a college football playoff. They went out. Uh, they're going to break the bank. And, I, man, I don't see anyone in the Big 12 currently, I don't see anyone jumping ship and going 
taking a different job in a different conference right now. I think everyone with Oklahoma and Texas leaving feels like this conference is theirs for the taking. Well, TCU more than anyone anyone right now thinks that. Sure. I guarantee you. Well, I I think like Baylor, TCU, Oklahoma State, even Iowa State, I think anyone probably feels that way right now. I, you know, we make a couple of moves. We're getting more money. I, we should be able to build on this and and turn into a year after year contender. I, it's like it's the perfect situation for any of the coaches or programs in the Big Twelve right now. Yep. All right, quick timeout. We got the final segment coming up next here from Pryor's Pizza Kitchen in Goldsby. Stay tuned. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. The Landers Tire Event starts right now at Landers Auto Group. Buy four tires, get free lifetime tire rotations, a $100 Landers gift card, and more. Come in now for the Landers Tire Event at Landers Auto Group. See dealer for details. The Landers Tire Event starts right now at Landers Auto Group. Buy four tires, get free lifetime tire rotations, a $100 Landers gift card, and more. Come in now for the Landers Tire Event at Landers Auto Group. See dealer for details. Beats and Bites is back at Riverwind. And this time it's for Bedlam, presented by Phillips 66. So don't miss the Eli Young Band. And special guest Wade Bowen. 